1: Hello, and welcome to the Must Your Music podcast. My name is Joe Lynch, and I'm sitting here with Lindsay Havens. Hello. And Andrew Unterberger. How's it going, Joe? It's going good. Uh, so we are in the the, the post-Halloween 2018. Well, are we ever really poor post-Halloween, poor Halloween, Halloween. though? Yeah, it, it just no, keeps we're, going. We're pre-Halloween 2019, there we go. <laughs> basically. Uh, how, how are your Hallows' Eves Spooky. Did you – so let's we'll, we'll talk a little bit about our costumes first. <laughs> sure. So uh, all of us did dress up um, some, you know, maybe put a little more effort than others. I'm looking no, at no, Lindsay. No shade, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, <laughs> Andrew, you, you did a very – you you had to, like, put yours together in, like, basically overnight, right? You well, did Justin Bieber eating the burrito Oh Well, yes, sideways. except it's not
0: actually Justin Bieber, as it turns out. So as a a it turned out halfway <laughs> through
1: my costume uh, acquiring process. Yeah,
0: on, on Friday, I, I, I was joking to Lindsay about, about coming to her birthday party dressed as Justin Bieber <laughs> eating the burrito sideways. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, I. Damn it! I actually have to do this. I think <laughs> it's, it's very rare for me to come up with a costume that both like fits my my like standard of obscurity and mm-hmm. is also <laughs> like achievable in some way, right? So, and that's
1: like topical. That's topical, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So th- so that, that one checked all the boxes, and I, I was very prepared for nobody to get it. But it, I mean, clearly Billboard was like the right audience for it. People right, yes. seemed Seem to seem to appreciate it on the streets. It was about fifty fifty, but I definitely had one woman come up to me and be like, "Hey, where's your burrito?" And like it was the one time <laughs> of the night that I actually wasn't holding the burrito, and so I just threw of ah. gestured across the room. I was like it's over there somewhere trust me but uh, yeah I would say it's probably one of my more successful weird costumes
1: I feel like 50-50 costume recognition is like a huge success rate oh yeah absolutely it is totally Yeah.
3: Um, talk about your costume, because I want to note that Andrew and Joe were neck and neck for our Halloween uh, contest here.
0: <laughs> Controversial decision.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I think the, I think the right lady won. Yeah. I know. I, I, no, I no
0: shame in getting beaten by the best, certainly.
1: Uh, I dressed up as uh, a surprise I've never done before. Madonna, yeah. circa 1983, so self titled Madonna. Madonna. It was amazing. Uh, I had the, the fishnets. I had a lovely little skirt. Uh, I did jean jacket. I had her a blonde wig and like a bow, uh, or rather scarf tied as a bow mm-hmm. in it, and of course all the like, you know, like neck chains and wearing two different belts. Very well done. A bunch of yeah, bracelets and crucifixes wrapped around my fishnet gloves. Yeah, uh, it I, I was would say, fun. You, you got more
0: than fifty-fifty probably in terms of recognition. I think most people pretty much clocked you right away. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: this was definitely the most recognizable Halloween costume I've had. Usually. I'll have people like either guess it wrong or close. The, in fact, everyone guessed it. The only person who got it wrong, someone said, and they technically still got it right, they were like, oh, are you suddenly Susan? And I was like, I assume you don't mean the TV show Suddenly Susan, <laughs> but you mean Desperately Seeking Susan, which is your way of saying Madonna. So well, I thought you were going to say that somebody
0: came up to you and said, oh, you're 1984 Madonna, and you were like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, mean, yeah, can't exactly. accept that. Like, oh, <laughs> nope. Try again. Blizzard. Yeah
1: uh no it was really fun and i like now that i bought those pieces i'm like probably gonna wear a few of them staple items for <laughs> yeah. sure In my regular uh yeah. it's, it's a
0: key component of every halloween costumes you want to get at least one item that you can use for the rest of the year too yes
3: absolutely
1: that, no that's true if you're gonna i mean so i was georgie from it last year and that, that's just my raincoat now <laughs> basically. and it's like
4: a Which pretty decent great. raincoat yeah so
1: i'm not angry about it
0: and what about you lindsay
3: um well see i just go the route of use what i have mm. um so i was i wore a green jacket and a hat with some leaves on it and i was a tree and then <laughs> i put my dear stuffed animal sloth on my arm so that added you know some extra fun to the costume because <laughs> i wasn't just a tree you're
1: a tree with a, sloth on, a tree exactly. with the sloth on it yeah exactly and you are a big sloth fanatic so some
3: might say yes yeah
1: uh, and what was your recognition ratio?
3: Everyone had to ask me what I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, yeah. it, it seems
1: like it's like a, a, a reference to something,
0: like a like a TV show, like an Australian TV show, maybe. But uh, yeah, and, not, and uh,
3: you know, maybe it is. Maybe, but... Sure.
1: <laughs> but if it is,
4: you're not. <laughs> I even aware sure don't of it. know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but anyways, so yeah. So happy Halloween, everyone. Happy post Halloween. Post-Halloween. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's dig in with uh, with music. Uh, we have. Carly Rae Jepsen. New Carly Rae Jepsen, yes. finally. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of those things that like we slash pop fans have been like talking about for the entire year. Like, when is mm-hmm. new CRJ going to come out? Um, and we have Party of One. Uh, uh, Party for One. Party for One. Excuse ah. me. Excuse me, Joe. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I appreciate the uh, the correction. I don't want the Carly Rae <laughs> Jepsen's... To come
3: for you. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyways. So, yes. Party for One. I... Uh, Here's the thing. So it, it sort of reminds me of, like, the a bit of the Robin issue, like, where, yes. like, expectations are just, like, sky high, and, like, could this song ever meet those expectations? Yeah. The answer is probably no, because I feel like Cut to the Feeling, which was the last new Carly we got, is maybe her best song ever. Really? Like, You're going best song ever on it? I, I really might. Like, I feel like Run Away With Me was my number one for her, and it's I think it's leapfrogged past that. It's just... Wow. um. And it could be because you know just the whole sing soundtrack is so fantastic; it benefits from that. I appreciate um, that. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what else is on the sing soundtrack. <laughs> um, but yeah, so party for one, you know, it's not her best song ever. But that being said, this is still you know like head and shoulders above most pop that people are making. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, there's there's something that it's interesting the, the the kind of like. The keys at the beginning, there's sort of like a nervous expectancy to them that reminds me a bit of the Call Me Maybe strings. Um, and there's some fun little touches, like the music like cuts out for a bit and you hear like drumsticks clacking at a couple places. Um, it's just, a, you know, it's 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 what she does, which is like, you know, like pure pop that isn't hip with the radio right now. Yeah. Uh, it's unexpectedly hip with, you know, more like indie audiences, more so than mainstream audiences. Um lyrically there's some good lines in here i'm assuming this is a female masturbation song it seems like it it appears that way (laughs) Uh, you know in the grand tradition of cindy lopper's she bob Madonna's secret hayley steinfeld's love yourself you better you better be recognizing hayley in that list don't worry i'm not leaving hayley out of it uh and it's it's good i mean you know it's it's not quite as maybe explicit uh or like cheeky lyrically as any of those songs but uh you know, it's a clear enough reference. Uh, but, but what do you guys think of this?
3: I thought it was really fun. Um, That's kind of the only thing I can add to it. It's definitely, you know, a lot of the talk I was seeing online is about how it's her showing she's grown up now, which in my eyes, I, I don't really think she had to do. Um,
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with that too. I mean, I, I maybe most people don't know, but like she's like, in her early 30s. Yeah, like, There's, no, there's exactly. no part of me that's like, when is Carly going to grow up?
3: Totally, and it, maybe that was more so with the music video um, than the song itself, but that one threw me off. But yeah, I mean, overall, expectations were very high. I think she did meet them as best as she could, and it's a fun song.
1: <laughs> uh, Andrew, on, 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 Andrew, I know, I know you've got thoughts on that.
0: Uh, you know, I, I, I like the song a lot, actually. I, I think it's been... For me personally, like exactly the right amount of time since the uh, the emotion wave finally started to crest a little bit. Like uh, I was, I mean, I'm, that's obviously it's a great album. I was, I don't, I don't like worship at the altar of emotion the yeah. way many of mm-hmm. our peers do. I think it's you know it's great, but it's not to me. It's not that kind of like unimpeachable, you know, singular masterpiece sort of thing that it's kind of gotten treated as the last few years. Uh, but there are a lot of great songs on, it and this 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 is another one. Uh, it's 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 really you know it's perfectly composed. The production's right on point. Uh, yeah, and and obviously a very proud legacy of, of masturbation pop songs. I'd also like to throw in one from the male perspective: uh, Billy Idol's "Dancing with Myself," which uh, uh, I think she, she kind
1: of—that's true. She kind
0: of you know, sort of vaguely alludes <laughs> to in the chorus in a couple yeah. of spots, uh, and is one of my personal favorites. So, yeah,
1: good job, Carly Rae. Uh, I know you have some issues with the cover art, though. I your, do have some issues uh, with
0: the cover art, where it looks like she's sitting on like a. A, an ice cube that's maybe also a toilet, and she maybe has her hands handcuffed
4: behind her back. <laughs> she looks
1: very frightened. It's, it's an absolutely awful. Oh no, cover. I, I think Just it's terrible. kind. Of, I kind of like her look on it, like her outfit at least. It's not a bad look, but whoever was like the, the creative
0: director of that shot, uh, maybe needs to reassemble the, no, the ice not cube toilet. I'm not convinced
1: it. it is a toilet, but maybe not. A I a toilet, need but it's definitely a ice blow cube. up of it. All yeah, it certainly a nice. I'm pulling it. I can't do
0: It's 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 a very strange image, and I guess maybe I don't know. Just it's eye catching that. It's half the battle, I suppose, but uh, not, not not the right kind of eye-catching, I don't, I don't, I don't personally think. Mm. I'm, I
3: don't how know. does one find <laughs> album art? Yeah, Google. Yeah, right. art. anyways. Carly yeah. Jepson,
1: we'll discuss how Google out. works.
3: Oh, I got it. I got it. Um,
1: anyways, all right, well, let's listen to it. It's uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, Party for One, a uh, new song from hopefully new Carly album coming probably 2019. Party.
2: If you don't care about me I'll just dance for myself Back on my beat I'll be the one If you don't care about me Making love to myself Back on my beat You don't want my love If you don't care about me I'll just dance for myself Back on my beat
1: Party That was new Carly uh, wait, What do you think of it now that you've looked at it? <laughs> kind of weird <laughs> Alright. So that's, that's it's a choice. You know? It's a yeah, that weird. Yeah. She's wearing
3: like a schoolgirl costume too.
1: Right. Maybe she's not growing up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm conflicted.
1: <laughs> Anyways, uh well let's go to one of your picks, Lindsay. So we've got Okay Uh King Princess. You're you're yes. in the staunchly indie mode this week.
3: I sure am. Um back in full force. But yeah, another lady anthem here. Yeah. Um, Pussy is God is the title of her new single. So I really I don't know if this is a one off or maybe she's putting out an album soon, but that would be pretty quick to follow the EP that she released. Um, But yeah, this is I'm very happy that she put this out. Um, I think it's sort of in line more with Janelle Monae's Pink from this year, and also weirdly following suit for Ariana Grande's God Is a Woman. Just this concept of like worshiping being a woman and the things that Mm -hmm. come with that, Um, and I'm I'm very much here for that. I think that's a really fun thing for someone like king princess who's like a young indie artist to sort of hop on that train too and it's a a great song i think the production is amazing specifically around like the one minute and 15 second mark for those listening at Mm -hmm. home (laughs) it gets kind of it gets really interesting there i just like what's going on
1: and she's pretty new why don't you talk about her a little bit
3: yeah um so she put out i think her ep was called make my bed Mm -hmm. a few months ago um, we did a chart breaker with her here Ooh. in Billboard Mag. Um, but yeah, she's just, you know, an indie, an indie pop artist from, I think she was born and raised in Brooklyn. And...
1: And she's like 19, right? She's like very... Yeah, young. I don't, yeah, she's
3: definitely, I don't think she's 20 yet. Um, sh- yeah, let's go with 19. <laughs> um, her breakout hit was 1950, which is a, a really fun song about, and this is straying from the song I'm talking about, but... It's about how um, you like f- for she's a young gay artist and unrequited love with people not wanting to be openly gay with her in public. Mm-hmm. Sort of how back in 1950, people could not be who they wanted to be and be with the people they wanted to be publicly. Right. So very smart young artist that we have here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think this is an absolutely perfect song. Yeah, like, I, and she already had one this year, as, as you as we mentioned with 1950. I think that's that's one of the great love songs of, of, of this decade, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, but even that one was kind of. You know, stately and sort of old-fashioned, obviously, from the title. Right. Uh, it wasn't this explicit or, or this kind of sensual. And, and this song, I think, yeah, as you mentioned, the production's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vocal sample's great. The, the hook is great. Uh, those, those bass pops, which is, she's actually playing the bass herself in the video. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if that's Ooh. real or not, but uh, very cool. And I, I was looking at the credits to this. Do you know who co-wrote this song?
4: I, I do not. Uh, that's
0: her her real life girlfriend, Amand- Amanda Sternberg. So oh really? Star- yeah. Yeah. Uh, star of *Hate You Give* and a couple. That's of pretty awesome, actually. Movies. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very cool.
1: Rue from *The Hunger Games*. That's right, *The yes. yeah. Hunger
0: Games*. Uh, and so yeah, with a little real life synergy there, and, and uh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I think give it all the that's give awesome. it all the Grammys, give it all the the VMAs. That's cool. cool. I didn't realize movie. her real
1: life girlfriend wrote it. Yeah. That's awesome. Co-wrote it Co-wrote
0: with her. Co-wrote it. Yeah. Uh, and one other person.
3: Huh. That is really cool
0: and also uh credits
3: are so cool. Yeah, uh,
0: co-produced by a guy i never heard of before named uh, Mike Melchikoff, who i looked up and did he's been the engineer on a bunch of uh, Kanye's recent releases and some of the other hmm. like, good music wow. stuff. So, she's working with the with the big guns now and uh it's paying it off. It shows, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah i mean, yeah, i love this. Uh it's it's fantastic. Uh it's, you know, i like the the layered vocals and like the looped clip vocal. Like there's just a lot of interesting production stuff being done uh which mm-hmm. i guess is not surprising if we've got someone who, you know, was uh, of the caliber of working with Kanye West on it, um, and you know, like lyrically and musically, it's a very solid, lovely, uh, well-constructed pop song. I was just reading like interviews with her. It's it's just interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, getting over a cold here, uh-huh. guys. Um, you know, and I guess this is like typical of a lot of uh, young people. But, like, the the influences she names, like, she talks about, like, how, like, T-Rex and Led Zeppelin are, like, mm. her touchstones. And, like, you hear, like, none of that in this music. <laughs>
3: well, but in some of the yeah. feel of it, I guess. Maybe you know, you, you a know.
1: little T-Rex acoustic. Yeah, I, I could sort of see it.
3: Momentarily. Sort of hear it, rather.
1: <laughs> um, but that makes me very curious. Uh, You know, I mean, I love both of those bands, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would be very curious, like, in the future, are we going to hear her, what you know, branch out be? into stuff that might, yeah, that might, like you know rock a little more or kind of like go into that like existential psychedelia who knows
3: yeah i mean this is a larger conversation but on that point i think what we keep seeing with artists like now king princess billy eilish is that they actually like who they grew up listening to and who they love almost means nothing for the kind of music that they make yeah um which is it's cool like the whole genre list thing is i think mm-hmm. very real especially with this young crop of artists
0: yeah uh, I, I do want to shout out one one specific lyric in this song where she says, I think star signs mean nothing. As somebody who doesn't really find a place in the the current wave of astrology sort of <laughs> the culture, it's it's good to see that kind of perspective uh, checked on a on a hit song like this. Yes. You're I mean, well represented. Yes. She's not wrong. Our, our <laughs> astrology and ag- agnostics represent.
1: Thank you, <laughs> King Princess. <clears throat> we bow to you, Princess. <laughs> um all right. Well let's listen to it. It's King Princess the song is called Pussy is God, and here it is
2: your pussy is sky and i love it gonna kiss me real hard make me want it i think star signs mean nothing but i know you feel right so i'm coming get tired when you get. getting
1: All right, that was King Princess. Great pick, Linz. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh, let's switch it up to uh, Kid Ink featuring Rich the Kid. No budget. This is an Andrew pick. Certainly is. Uh, and I
0: should say, I should start off the bat by saying, I don't 100% love this song. I don't want I don't, I to don't say <laughs> it's right, like a, yeah, a complete opener. It's a strong opener. Yeah. Maybe he may uh, And I'm, I'm not a, a huge fan of either artist. I've, I've often referred to Kid Ink as sort of a poor man's taiga, which is not a great starting point to begin with. But uh, it could get some, worse. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, this has obviously been a very big comeback year for Tyga, and it looks like Kid Ink might also kind of be going along this path. And there's just a couple, couple things I wanted to talk about with this song. Uh, the first is the beat, which is... Just an absolute monster. Like uh, yeah. it's co-produced by Murda Beats, uh, Q Beats, and Bongo. By the way, I don't know the last one, but the the first two have been kind of the, two of the bigger producers this year. Been on like a, you know, six nines Fifi, and Drake's Nice for What, uh, Sycamore by Travis Scott. Uh, so it's so a pretty heavy hitters at this point. And, and the, the beat is, sounds like nothing I've ever heard on a hip-hop record before. It's like, it's like uh, Kendrick Lamar's Humble, if it was produced by like, uh, the, the industrial metal band Ministry. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just really just grinding and, and brutal beat. Uh, and, and, and it works, I think, for the song, which is pretty cool. Uh, I also wanted to talk about the lyric, Uh, she brought her best friend, I turned them into lesbians, which obviously is is not how sexuality works. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's in fact, I think, a great self-own. I think he means it as like a brag, like, oh, I got these two chicks to make out with each other. But really, read literally, it means like, I was so terrible that
1: they turn your sexuality yeah. to, to, right. to turn away from me it's more uh, like that like seinfeld episode yeah right? exactly where it's like oh these so yeah. bad that yeah which uh, is, again kidding, not how sexuality works, works moment, but sure, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh but the real reason i want to talk about this song like the big thing for me is that it has my favorite thing that's been a recurring sample in music this year which is the sound of the money counting machine yeah. where you can hear like the flipping bill sound and then it ends with that beep at the end uh and it's been in migos open it up nipsy hustle's last time that i checked j cole's atm last time that i checked it was five chains on my neck trying to just how we lead to them count it up count it
2: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: A little, little, uh, little through thread for 2018 hip hop and I've been digging that. So what did you guys think of the song that I, that I mostly endorse?
1: Um, I loved it Yeah I mean I think To shout out another line That's pretty goofy uh, I just hit her with the B When she's talking about a plan I was like love it Love a little plan B joke Sure um, Classy Yeah no I think the B Yeah is really like What sells this I yeah. mean they sound like They're having fun And they're doing Like totally do a good job on it But um, it like hits hard But there's like a buoyancy to it It's mm-hmm. like still super fun mm-hmm. It's like as much as it like slams Yeah it has a groove to it um and like even when like parts of it seem ominous it's almost more like someone like playing pretend it sounding ominous i don't know <laughs> um it's it's good yeah it's it's a real fun like this is the because of the beat this is something that I could just like listen to over and over and over um i think it's great it's i'm i'm a big big thumbs up for me oh wow,
3: okay i'm, I'm more siding with i'm more with andrew on this one um pretty lukewarm I think I, I think more pick, than Luke yeah, Warm, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little
0: more than lukewarm, but I, right. I, I I I have my qualifications. <laughs> sure,
3: um, yeah, I, I think this is a great song, but I I don't see myself revisiting it necessarily. Um, there's something very familiar about the beat that I couldn't place. Okay, I don't know if either of you have. Any idea? Well,
0: I'd say it kind of has that thudding piano sound from "Humble" and a couple other songs this year, like "Look Alive," by "Black Boy," "JB." Like that—that that sort of piano sound, I think, is kind of in vogue right now. Yeah, pianos
1: but, are so hot right now. Yeah, piano's,
0: piano's a big instrument right now in 2018. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the, the distortion on it's kind of new, and yeah, like the, like the just the, the the sheer menace of it is sort of unfamiliar to me. So
3: yeah, um, the beat the beat was interesting. Um, Rich the Kid's verse is actually what I liked the best. Like I got, I found, I found myself feeling excited when he came on, that it was something a little new to the mm-hmm. track. But other than that, yeah, shrug.
1: All right, there you go. Yeah. That's fun. A shrug from the tree with the <laughs> slot hanging <laughs> off of it. But uh, all right, let's listen to it. So it's "Kidding" featuring Rich the Kid, No Budget. <laughs>
4: Money talk.
1: In the, discussion. the discussion all right that was no budget uh next up let's take it to uh double ARP territory all right uh this <laughs> is my site for this one Joe <laughs> This is my pick. Uh, There is a new Barbra Streisand album out. It's called As we all know. (laughs) As we all know. uh, It is very, uh, as is her want, focused on hating Trump. I mean, this this is not the full album, but, uh, you know, she's even said in interviews, I even did an interview with her uh, 20 Minutes on the Phone, best 20 minutes of my life. Uh, You know, she was basically because of, you know, her detesting what, you know, Trump has done in terms of kind of like uh, you know, not just like political moves, but, you know, let's say like taking down the, uh, the, the sense of civility in politics and culture and, you know, whatever. Uh, so she's disgusted by him. She's not a fan. <laughs> uh, the album is called Walls, a very pointed yeah. reference to the to wall. Pink Floyd show, yeah. They, yeah, to uh, <laughs> Roger Waters. Um, and Don't Lie to Me is the lead single, which is, you know, a total Trump diss. I picked, though, she did a mashup of Imagine, the John Legend song, and What a Wonderful World, which Uh, everyone knows. John Lennon? (laughs) Did I say John Legend? Legend?
3: (laughs)
0: Sorry, I couldn't let that one pass you. John Lennon. I didn't
3: even realize that. I didn't even realize that. It's good thing you
0: have me on here to fact check you on this show.
1: And uh, What a Wonderful World, which everyone knows best from the Louis Armstrong version. Uh, So, but yeah, so this is, you know, obviously combining these songs uh has a political motive, but it's more universal than specific. Um, what I actually really like about this, and I- admittedly, like, if it's this going to, you know, become a regularly rotated song on a playlist? For me, <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. But uh, Imagine and What a Wonderful World are two songs that I almost, like, never need to hear another cover of. Like, yeah. they're both, like, endlessly done. And I think especially with Imagine, like, the lyrics are so powerful that people sing it and assume that the lyrics will do the heavy lifting and just like don't even bother to give a decent vocal performance. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very common thing uh, with covers of that song. But Barbra Streisand obviously is one of the greatest vocalists ever, certainly of the 20th century. Her voice is still, maybe it's not everything that it used to be, but it's like damn near close. And it sounds pretty fantastic on this. Uh, And I'm a sucker for uh, really lovely arrangements that kind of like weave two songs together this isn't like a haphazard mashup like yeah the the arrangement of melding uh John Lennon and Louis Armstrong <laughs> uh, is really lovely and it's wonderfully done uh and there's also a cool little historical context uh when I was interviewing her I asked her about this because she had met uh John and Yoko back in the 70s mm-hmm. and she actually met them when she was doing a concert to raise money for Daniel Ellsberg, who is the Pentagon mm. Papers leaker. So he mm-hmm. leaked the Pentagon Papers, which uh, definitively proved that the government had been lying. Well, more that the, pres- that the presidency had been lying to uh, both the media and Congress about Vietnam. Uh, he Daniel Ellsberg got sued for that, mm-hmm. and he almost lost, but uh, his camp or his legal fund ran out of money, but Streisand's... Uh, benefit concert for him gave him enough money to continue the fight which wow. he eventually won whoa so there's a little well, little well, historical nice note there here. yeah interesting um but yeah what do what do you guys think of this this very <laughs> how do i
3: even go after uh, that that was a lot this
1: very it's very tween friendly pick that <laughs> I, yeah
3: it, i mean it was just so clearly made for the youth of today yeah. you yes know? um I mean, the main thing that I want to talk about is how seamless she did put these two songs together. I really appreciated that. It, this is like an over five minute long track, I think. Um, and so, yes, I you know, sort of dozed off a little bit there. <laughs> and then when I came to, I was like, oh, we switched songs, and I didn't even it wasn't jarring. Um, and then she flowed back into imagine. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. Um, y- yes, I, like you said, there are so many covers of these two songs out there. She does do a great vocal performance. It was pleasant to listen to. I will stick with the originals.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't can't do it with this one. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I uh, you know much respect to the to the great Barbara Streisand, icon certainly, uh, and much respect to these two songs and the historical moment that birthed them, and apparently her own relationship to that mm-hmm. moment. I can't listen to covers of these songs in any context ever again. Uh, and she did <laughs> she Fair did enough. do a, She does do a very good job, uh-huh. as, as you guys mentioned. Uh, the, the stitching together is very, very creative, very inspired. Uh, it's still these two songs and she still ends it going you know, imagine just imagine
4: it's like uh, that I would have yeah
1: if I was her producer I would have clipped that part can't, can't
4: I
3: honestly don't even remember that part
1: Lindsay had just like zoned out. <laughs> I, I was
3: done point. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I, will, I, I will say that you know doing it in this medley fashion and, and having this sort of background story to it is about the best she could do with this kind of material mm-hmm. uh, at this you know 50 years after the, the, the release of What a Wonderful World but yeah, I'm 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 not feeling it.
1: Fair enough. All right. Oh, well, I think the youth of today are going to gonna be yeah, seriously yeah. Certainly, when uh, <laughs> they bring Barbara Streisand's yeah. Imagine What a Wonderful World mashup to number 1. Um, already <laughs> topping the Spotify charts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. She's jingle ball. She's going to hit <laughs> jingle ball. <laughs> oh, man. Um, anyways, all right. Well, let's let's listen to it. Uh Barbara Streisand Imagine slash, What a Wonderful World.
3: Imagine all
4: the people Living life in peace, with skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred
1: night. All right. Thank you for indulging me <laughs> while we talked about Barbara Streisand. You're very
3: welcome. We had no choice.
1: I mean, that's it. That's true. You really didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll lower the knife now. You, you're free to leave. Um, all right. Uh, Andrew, let's, let's do one of your picks next. Uh, Sakima featuring Robo Kid. This gets a standing ovation. Apps, Apps. is the song. Yes. And d- let's just make it clear Apps, this is not mozzarella sticks. No, sir. We're not talking about buffalo sliders. Unfortunately, not. No. Very hungry. Uh, so uh, no, these these would
0: be what? Applications, I guess, is what it stands for. Yes, yeah. on, on yeah. one's phone. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the, uh, shout out to uh, Pride Editor Patrick Crawley, who whose uh, tip is responsible for me even hearing the song. Uh, this is a British song, singer-songwriter in his mid-20s, and we've done a bunch of things with him here at Billboard. He's a gay artist. He sings very explicitly about sex, and he, he does so using very pointed same-sex pronouns, which shouldn't even really be that notable in 2018, but it still kind of is, and, and he's talked about that a bunch uh, with us and, and elsewhere. Uh, he's usually more of a singer, of uh, kind of R&B-flavored pop music, pop-flavored R&B, depending on how you look at it. Uh, but this song just, just stopped me in my tracks. It, yeah. It's it's very different from his other stuff that's out there. The beat's slowed down to this kind of grinding lurch, and mm-hmm. instead of singing, he's, he's doing more of like a like not, not even really rapping. it's more like a sing speak sort of thing. Yeah, uh, and it reminded me a lot of like uh, tricky and Massive Attack in the in the '90s. The, the, these uh, these British trip hop guys who they they rapped with this kind of like really disquieting calm, whereas it, it, it was like the, the pace of it was almost like like uneasy, uh, and the, the verses were very free associative. And it's a, sort of the same thing here. Uh, except this song a, has an absolute knockout refrain. Uh, if I'm the only bitch on your map, then why are you still using all these other apps? So I love good. that line. So good. Uh, so good. Uh, but otherwise, it's kind of lyrically all over the place. But it's still very clever, and it's sort of like a dry wit to it. I, mm-hmm. I think the song's awesome. I, 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 I love it.
3: Me too. I cannot thank you enough for showing me the song. I wouldn't. Huh? I don't think I would have found it otherwise. Um, so, yes. Uh, hats off to you, as they say. <laughs> oh, um, hats sloths <laughs> off to you. <laughs> yeah. No, I will not take the sloth off my arm. Um, but I think this song is interesting. It's sort of like the first app angst track that I've ever okay, really heard, sure. which I can definitely see becoming more of a trend um, as we like sort of move away from apps are great into people being like, this actually sucks or whatever it will be from there.
0: Yeah, And with the song, like, it makes them sound, sound like absolutely terrifying, which, which I can relate to. Apps are terrifying.
3: Yeah, totally. Um, so I, I don't know. I think this is cool just for that alone. But also, like you said, the sort of like brooding dark production I love. I love the line that you singled out. I don't know. I listened to this so many times when <laughs> I came in here. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love this. And I'd listen because of Patrick again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd listen to his earlier stuff and I really enjoyed it. And it was a big supporter. And this is a a newer sound uh, yeah. for Sakima. <laughs> the like harsher industrial, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. you know, synth sound to yeah. it. Yeah, very um, industrial
0: day for me here on, on Mustard <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it lanes. reminds me a
1: little bit of like what Sophie's doing right now. Sure. Uh, which is still probably one of my favorite albums of this year.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, and the line that you singled out, "If I'm the only bitch on your map, how come you got these other apps?" I, well, it will be interesting to see what like relationship culturally wise, like totally. people have with that. Like, at what point in a relationship is it's like, well, now we've been dating X amount of time, so you are forced to remove <laughs> Grinder from your phone. Yeah. It's or otherwise they're changing your Facebook status, right? Yeah, exactly. Or is it or is that like too controlling to even like look mm-hmm. at someone's phone and be like, you need to take this off because we're an item. Yeah.
3: No, there are so many layers to it. That's why I think it's fascinating because there are, there were a handful of tracks that talked about like dating apps in almost in a cute way. And this is just the total opposite of that, which right. I loved.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like jealousy and paranoia, and I like that the music, the kind of like harshness of the music reflects that. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're agreed. Three for yeah. three. <laughs> we're agreed. Three for three. Shout out to Sakima. Yeah. All right, uh, let's listen to it. It's uh, Sakima featuring Robo Kid. The songs called Apps. I'm
4: the only bitch on your map. You gotta delete all those other apps. I'm just snaps, no bait,
3: just traps, no boys, just lads, no sex, just chats, no grinder, just acts, no fruits, just snacks, no front, just bags, no coke, just jack, no cards,
4: just cash, no songs, just chance, no future, just past, no buddy, just ass,
1: no truth, just acts, no beepers, just sands.
3: I desperately would love a <coughs> mozzarella stick. Mm, <laughs> apps, yeah. yeah.
1: Like a sampler platter oh, yes, sort please. of situation. Yeah. Chimichuris, Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe you can do like a tour surrounding it, like uh you know, an apps for apps sort of tour. I love yeah. that right. idea. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I,
0: think, I think we would all attend that one.
3: Yeah. Absol-
1: Absolutely. Nice Absolutely.
3: <laughs> nice.
1: Good one. Thank you. All right. Uh next and last we've got one of yours, Lindsay. Yes. So we have uh Thundercat, Bad Bad, Not Good, and Flying Lotus teaming up for King of the Hill. Yes.
3: I hate the title of this track only because it <laughs> makes me think of the animated show. I don't know how i not Hulu, a fan apparently. of.
1: Uh, as of today, now on Hulu. Um,
3: oh. So, But yes, anyway, I absolutely love the trio on this track. I think it's fantastic. Um, just a little background information. So the indie label Brain Feeder, which was founded by Flying Lotus, is celebrating its mm-hmm. 10th anniversary this year. So they're putting out a compilation album for that. I think it's going to be a four-box set LP coming out November 16th. Um, and this is one of the first few tracks that they've released from that. So, I don't know. I love Thundercat. I love Bad, Bad, Not Good. The fact that they're together just seems so obvious, but it doesn't sound as obvious when I'm listening to it. I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just separately doing what they're good at, and then they put it together. I really feel like they collaborated on this, and I love a good bass line.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotta love a good baseline. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is a. I mean, I've, I've been pretty in on most things that Thundercat has done the last few years, especially mm-hmm. when he's in that kind of uh, like Michael McDonald mold. And obviously, mm. he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a known mm-hmm. uh, acolyte of Michael McDonald's, had him on one of the songs on, on Drunk. Uh, and, and this, yes yeah, is sort of in that vein. Uh, it, it sounded almost like a, like, like a Drake started from the bottom at the beginning. It's, it's, got, it's got that kind of oh, 40 ish production twinkle, which I like. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't really have much else to say. It's a, it's a good harmonies, good groove, good song. Mm.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's good. I like um, the kind of, like, I actually prefer, like, the kind of wordless background vocals. There's, like, a Stevie Wonder in the 70s, mm-hmm. ethereal yeah. quality to it. Um, fantastic groove. I would say the lead vocal performance is, like, just fine for me. It's That's not.
4: Yeah.
1: As I say this while, like, my voice is, like, straining <laughs> to even speak. Uh, it's not super strong. It could be a little bit better. But, again, you know, this is not, like, an album track. This is, like, sort of a... A compilation, yeah. In addition a to a compilation, one-off sort of thing, um, but it's yeah, it's good, yeah. And King of the Hill, I mean, yeah, Hank. <laughs> yeah, what I love a, that what a, show. Propane, and propane guys. accessories. Propane, absolutely. I could
3: not yeah. Get behind that show. What? As someone who loves animated theater and television, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: gotta love Bobby though. Not, not theatrical enough for you?
3: I don't. I think I, I need it to be more um, geared towards children okay. <laughs> to enjoy it. <laughs>
1: All right. It's, it's an adult show, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, it's good. So you know. Well, I, thanks. I, I'm, yeah. I'm in on it. Agreed on King of the Hill, the song. Split
0: decision on King of the Hill the TV show.
3: Exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, well, let's listen to it. King of the Hill, the TV show that is. We're going to play out. <laughs> an entire season. <laughs> and here it is. Uh, no, this is Thundercat, Bad, Bad, Not Good, and Flying Lotus. Song is called King of the Hill. You say you ain't got time for All right, that was King of the Hill. Thank you for that choice, Lindsay. Oh, no. oh God, I know, I know I'm growing. you, know, at you that, almost too. made it through a whole episode. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't make it. Um, that's all we got for this one. I appreciate people tweeting in recommendations. Yeah, that's been that fun. was fun to do last week. So please tweet us some recommendations for new or newish songs. Um,
3: Be sure to review Joe's voice on iTunes. <laughs> so we got a new review
1: that didn't mention my voice, which I appreciate. Really? Mm, yeah. That's yeah. I, I heard this last week. Uh, you got you got this five stars trend. for what, what? What was the description of Joe's voice?
3: Uh, smooth? smooth.
1: It was likened to Carlos Santana. Right. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. 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 Which yes. is funny. Very um, nice. Of course, now I'm like sick and my voice sounds like <laughs> death. But yeah. Um, but yeah, even though I'm sick, I'm going to run a 5K tomorrow. So. Oh yeah. Wow. What a hero I am. Yeah. <laughs> for an educational nonprofit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh that's all we got. Uh, is there anything coming up that we're excited for? I'm I'm trying to think.
3: The end of the year.
1: Yeah, it's 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 end of year season. End of the year, yeah. It's yeah, just a is. lot of like Christmas albums coming out at this point. Uh, yeah.
0: More more importantly, uh year end list season. The year most, the most season. wonderful time of the year, of
1: course. it, to it really yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. The most magical time yes. of the year. Uh, yeah, when families and extended families get together, <laughs> just to beat those top tens, right? Yeah, to no. discuss if the Black Panther soundtrack was stronger than Sophie's album. Then, yeah easily.
3: We, very odd comparison there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That
1: was very strange. Um,
3: but yeah, we'll be doing a year-end mm. podcast soon. I would think. Don't
1: you tell me when we're going to do that. No, I'm just I kidding. I said I would yeah. think. Yeah, we there, uh, yeah, we'll have that coming up at some point. <laughs> I will not
3: be back. I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the sloth will be asked back. But it's not fine. You. Um, anyways well Andrew thanks for joining us Uh, always a pleasure thanks for coming on Uh, and thank you for listening and we will catch you next week